Well, welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am Sean Cooper, and I tell you, I am excited about the podcast today as we talk about leadership. You know, Legacy Leadership Alliance, of course, this is our weekly podcast that dedicated to uh, merging generations and thought leaders for legacy, transference in the marketplace, educational system, and religious institutions. Legacy Leadership Alliance, four points of light are Legacy Mentorship PK Alliance, uh, which is Pastor Kids Alliance and uh, Pastoral Infrastructure. It's about leadership. It's about us maintaining focus in what the Lord has given to us and not allowing uh, whatever the pressures around us to make us step back, deviate, quit, or cave in. We are eagles. And we must stay committed. And I want to talk about commitment. I have a principle that states escaping from commitment is, is reducing the possibility for advancement. Escaping from commitment. And not only escaping, intentionally uh, pulling back, but sometimes distraction can undermine our commitment and clip us from being effective and successful. There are so many distractions right now um, that will try to reduce the possibility for advancement. It, it will try to affect your commitment. And so I want to talk about um, this thing called commitment in, the, in leadership because it's very critical. We're at a very critical moment as it relates to economics. Um, there's a, you know economic distress due to the coronavirus. You know, and then we have the stress, cultural stresses, social stresses, dealing with um, racism, white supremacy, uh, dealing with the, the, the issues of black pain. Man, there, there are a lot of things that's moving, moving pieces, but you got to stay focused and committed to what the Lord has called you to so that you can win. Um, Paul said, that it was, it was important that he don't beat the air, which means that he's swinging at everything but not making a blow. So it's very important that you stay committed specifically to what God has told you to do as a senior pastor, as a um, associate pastor or a business owner, a teacher. You, you have to stay committed specifically to what God has said to you uh, so that you don't be exercising your passions in places by which you're not called to. Uh, so having commitment is very important. Uh, commitment is a part of innovation and the law of finish. In other words, uh, commitment, when you are committed to what you know that you're assigned to, innovation begins to stir up. And you will finish. I call it the law of the finish, you know. But if, you're, if your focus is broken, and you're fighting everything around you, and there is no pointedness about your day, there is no innovation. You'll not innovate. You'll not create what you are assigned to finish or assigned to do. You have 10 things um, uh, halfway done as opposed to operating what I call the law of the finish. You know, I personally realized that if, if you tried to escape from commitment, 
it will become a gateway of compromising perpetual repeats. You know, in other words, if if you're not loyal to what you have been assigned to, um, you will find yourself in compromise and perpetual startovers or repeat because you'll never complete anything due to lack of distractions and lack of commitment. Commitment is very, very essential um, to your destiny, what God has called you to build as a leader. Um, it's very, very important that we establish that, that level of focus and that level of intensity to finish what God has put in your lap that you started. I have like a thousand things. Okay, I'm not, maybe not a thousand, but multiple things that I'm doing right now. I have a course, School of Greatness, writing new curriculum, transferring all of our curriculum into a digital platform. Well, we're doing that as well. Music. Then we have the I have the church. There are multiple things that are going on that puts a demand on my day. I kid you not. But listen. I know how important it is it is to have commitment and focus. So I get up early in the morning and I begin to pray and ask God to put my day in perspective, put my day in order so I can prioritize the day properly and make sure that I finish satisfactory. Listen, don't don't we all wish that we could start something and literally retain the joy, peace, courage, faith, tenacity, regardless of how hard, long, or difficult a particular assignment is without losing uh, tenacity or, or losing faith. Because if we be honest, many of us start things and we never complete it. So it results in perpetual setbacks and inconsistencies. Um, you know, maybe we struggle with the finish because we, we all recognize to produce a successful end, everybody need to keep a record of, of what I call a fresh expect, fresh expectancy, goal setting, and a tight grip on determination, okay? And let me say that again, uh, a fresh, fresh record of expectancy, um, goal setting, and a tight grip on determination. That results in commitment because being committed without completion is taxing and is discouraging. But being committed and maintaining um, tenacity and vigor through the process doesn't give you perpetual setbacks or inconsistency. No, it results in completion, finish. You know, finishing is commitment with the end in view. That's what it is. Finishing is commitment with the end in view. You have the end in view. That's why you stay committed. Why? You, you see a finished product. The project and the process of the project is difficult. When I think about what I do as a leader, um, I'm project driven. But in that project, um, there are there's the development stage. There is uh, putting things in order administratively. There's uh, who's going to play what part. I mean, it, it's almost like when God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible said it was without form, which meant meant that 
I mean, it was just a, a big mass of, of, of earth that was out of position. So God pushed the ocean in its proper place and moved the mountains in its proper place. And it, so it was the development stage. It was the process stage. But God always saw, saw the end. That's how we have to be as leaders, as, as entrepreneurs, as educators, as uh, those of you all that are pace setters and innovators. We must have an end in view. So finish, uh, finishing this commitment with the end in view. You know, I have a principle that states one of the highest levels of self-dignity that you could achieve is finishing what you started. One of the highest levels of self-dignity that you could achieve is finishing what you started. That that demands commitment, right? Uh, I think that the, the enemy, Satan, um, he manipulates us and throw, throw us off of our, our mark by bringing in distractions, right, that breaks our focus. Because he knows that if we have commitment or the finish in view, that's why we stay committed, uh, he has to uh, create or try to create a culture that is full of static and distractions so that we can never come to completion. In fact, we abhorred uh, some of God's promises due to distractions as opposed to finishing them. That's why commitment is so important, because to complete a thing gives you closure and finality to personal accomplishment. You actually get finality, and there's a, a, a sense of freedom. In fact, freedom comes as a, re as a result of working from beginning all the way to the end, then putting the final touches on a project. There is nothing, well, almost nothing, that gives you satisfaction when you touch something that you completed or you completed something you touched. I may say it that way. There's a, there's a, there is a, a sense of satisfaction that comes because um, you close that deal, right, on the house as a real estate investor. Uh, next thing you want to do is celebrate or you as a, a pastor, you, your first day of opening up uh, as a result of establishing a church is something that happens that is phenomenon when you finish what God has called you uh, to do. When you start it and you work to, through the process, through the completion, that is a stepping stone to your destiny. So what the devil tries to do is get us in perpetual start overs or we start and never finish, which causes uh, procrastination, start living in procrastination or we become intellectually lazy or physically lazy or, or spiritually lazy in the process of what God has called us to do. We know we have the marching orders. We know we have the mission. We know we have the vision, but it is the process that I think clips us. And that's where the discouragement, uh, you know, come because now it puts a demand on our innovation, our creativity, our grit, our, our uh, tenacity, and that whole process of, uh, and of time sometimes causes us to become very exhausted 
And then, frankly, we start giving up and not being committed to what God has called us to do. So commitment uh, allows us to carry what we've been assigned to, to the place of uh, completion. And so I think that we all have to reexamine our lives, you know, to determine whether we're living a lifestyle of procrastination or production, delay or or mobilization. I think that's very important because uh, procrastination hinders us from finishing and and fully engaging and completing when we procrastinate. There is no pr production when we procrastinate. And if we get into a place of delay, we'll never mobilize, okay? So procrastin procrastination and delay hinders production. And it's easy. Well, it's not easy. I, I won't, if you really commit it, procrastination is the last thing that's on your mind. I mean, you're up on it, you know? because you understand the beauty of production. Let me say it this way. I think that the more you uh, operate in the law of the finish, which means completing things, you see production and you see mobilization and you see results, right, when you finish. So production, mobilization becomes an asset to your life, okay? I mean, you look forward for the rejoicing of the finish, it's almost like a pregnant woman that carries the baby full term, okay, to completion. Uh, it's, it's better to take the mission or the vision to completion because you, you, you're able to rejoice in the finish, right? It, it's a beautiful thing once you complete it. Uh, when I write a book and after all the labor, it takes me almost two years to write a book and, you know, the, the editing, all the, the little things that go on, man, when I see that book and touch it and put it in my hands and read it, and then we are, we put it on the internet and all of the uh, areas of, of the platforms that you can sell the book, and then you, you could uh, preach on the book, you could uh, inspire people, man, that, that is an incredible fit, uh, feeling because you've completed it. But man, let me tell you something. Whenever I have anything have done and it sit there for two or three years, that is the most miserable feeling because it always stay in the back of your mind that you have touched something and it's lying in procrastination and not production. You are, you are on the treadmill of delay and not mobilization. So why should we be committed to the finish? Why do we stay committed for production and mobilization, right? You know, and and be honest, be honest with you. I personally know people who who have struggled with procrastination, and to be totally frank, uh, you know, at times I have as well. You know, I've struggled from time to time with procrastination and the lack of follow through, but I've had more mobilization and production and the finish um, in my life. I want that joy rather than procrastination. You know, I want the results rather than the talking. I want the manifestation rather than being distracted in the process. The more we appreciate the finish, the more we'll be committed to the process. I, I hope that makes sense to you. You see, when we struggle with procrastination and we're not committed to the finish, we talk about our dreams, 
We write about our dreams. We make efforts towards our dreams, but never finish, right? We never finish. We just talk about it, dream about it, and pray about it. But there is no completion. And when there is no completion, the devil uses the failure to complete as an enemy to us. And he starts planting seeds of discouragement so that every time you get a mission, you struggle with delay process and there's an interfere in you that you're not going to finish what you started. That has to be broken. Okay. You know, that has to be broken because remember, finishing makes you feel a sense of freedom. When you are always in delay and procrastination, there's no freedom. But when you finish the last pro- uh, project, that gives you the initiative to take upon another project because now the finish is getting in your DNA, right? It's getting in your uh, substructure of who you are. It's, it's, it has uh, healed your commitment, because you finished something. And I think that every time you finish something, you need to really rejoice. Uh, my wife and I, we, you know, she just wrote a book. And and every time we do something of that magnitude, we say, let's, let's rejoice. Because if you don't rejoice and really capture and really seize the moment, right, to rejoice in that moment, you just go to the next thing. And so finishing will feel only like process, you know, like just a duty. And when you are just duty bound with no desire and excitement of finishing, then anything that God gives you become just a weight and a problem and an assignment. And you never experience the beauty of when you have finished anything. You know, Paul himself said something that was quite thought provoking and he was getting ready to be executed. He said, I've fought a good fight. I finished my course. Then he said, now there's laid up for me a crown. He began to rejoice even before they executed him. There was a rejoicing before the finish. Okay. And I think that that's something um, in the process of the beauty of finish that we need to capture. And that is the joy of completion. When you finish something, a project, when you have uh, done a mission and it's completed and it's been a success, make sure you seize the moment to rejoice. May it be a week or two or a few days. You know, even when we get married, there's a honeymoon, you know, stage. So we're going to capture the joy of this union. It's the same way. Um, even when it relates to God, when you know, when he created the heavens and the earth, he said it was good. He rejoiced. He he was excited about, he, you know, stepped back and looked at the work and he said, man, that's good, right? That's good. And that I believe, frankly, that's what the devil don't want us to uh, embrace or to capture the moment of completion because if he can keep us in the lifestyle of procrastination and not production, in delay and not mobilization, we'll never finish anything, okay? We'll never complete anything. We'll talk about the dreams. We would uh, uh, make effort towards the dreams. We would write about our dreams but never uh, complete them, right? They'll never materialize and take shape because somewhere down the process— of working towards completion in this commitment, 
we're going to get distracted. Things are going to delay. You know, that's the, that's the normal process of commitment and finishing. But, but the enemy will make process, right, um, a discouragement and not see it as process. You follow what I'm saying? I hope you are. I'm trying to, I'm trying to really plant this in you because it's all about leadership. It's all about us really realizing that God has given us something, missions and uh, mandates and things of that nature that we ought to be committed to, and that commitment must produce a harvest. It, it has to result in uh, an end, in, in maybe not, I, I guess that's not the best word to say an end, but because you, you really don't end it. I mean, there is a completion, but there is not a, a, a finalization that, that, that it dies. So whatever we establish with God, it ought to live generationally. But procrastinators uh, take upon assignments that involve team effort. <laughs> Yet because of personal inconsistency, the assignment becomes disjointed. That is the reason why we have to commit to the finish and not find ourselves in habitual uh, procrastination because the assignment will become disjointed. You know, the team, the team is uh, depending on you, okay? When, when there's an assignment, especially when we talk about a God assignment, when you, as you build your business, I think about as we build uh, Family Resources for Education Empowerment, which is our nonprofit, and, and one of our programs is School of Greatness. It's, a, it's about a 30 of our, our mentors. It's a team of us. And when you're handling something as precious as children, especially at-risk kids, um, you, you cannot build it with procrastinators. You got to build it with those that are committed to the finish, right? People that, that have strong, deep convictions about the mission, and they're fully engaged, not partially engaged, but fully engaged. And the more people you have that are not procrastinators, but mobilizers, uh, uh, those that are, are productive, you know, produce production, not procrastinators, but producers. Those that are not committed to delay, but they're committed to mobilization. When you have a team, it becomes impactful because you can finish some stuff, right? You're just not working, but you're finishing some stuff. I love the scripture where Jesus said, uh, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work, uh, John 4 and 34, see, to finish the work, not to grab it and drop it. But once we touch it, it becomes tangible, right? And in that tangibility, we have focus, faith, tenacity, commitment to bring it to a place of completion because we're finishers, right? We're finishers. You see, you don't want to be a non-finisher, but you want to be a finisher. To be a finisher, everybody must commit to the future. All finishers, I believe, are students of change and, and are willing to stay the course, which results in advancement and success. Stay the course. Stay the course. 
Well, my time is up. My time is up. Man, I've had an incredible time talking to you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. You are leaders. You're overcomers. You're transcenders. You are pace setters. You're game changers. And I'm so glad that I'm talking to you as sons and daughters in the kingdom that you submit under leadership. And perhaps God has you in position to carry the baton of the church. I don't know. Um, somebody here is a, you know, several of you all are pastors and leaders and you just need to be inspired about the mission. Well, that's why we do this weekly podcast to inspire you to keep walking by faith and not by sight, even as you build your corporation, your business, your business for God. Well, my time is up. As I said, uh, I would like for you, of course, to subscribe to Legacy Leadership Alliance and send this particular podcast to some business friends, some educators, or some sons and daughters in the gospel, some leaders, and let's continue to build this. Uh, Preferably in 2021, we can have another PK retreat and possibly have a Legacy Leadership Alliance Leadership Conference. Some great things that's going to be happening in the near future. But I love you. Remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse. You go with God and be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly blessed.